here. Amen. Amen. In fact, if you think you deserve to be here, let me let you know, in case you didn't know, you do not deserve to be here. You don't deserve to even have the clothes on your back. You didn't deserve to have the biscuit for your breakfast. You don't deserve, none of us deserve to have 108 years in our church. But thanks be to God who invented grace and mercy. Mark, Mark, Mark 6, Mark 6. Thank you, choir. Thank God for the choir. But when I asked y'all to sing that last song, y'all looked like me like I was on crack and... Y'all looked at me like, we ain't never heard that song. What is he singing? What is he doing? Thank God. Thank God for Sister Harper. We see the word has already been preached today. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God for that. Praise God for your awesome pastor. Amen. 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 Lovely first lady. Sister Vinnis, are you here as well? Is she here? She's sick. Amen. And uh, former first lady, amen. Sister Smith, is she, Dr. Smith, is she, is she here too? Where's she at? Where are you? She had to leave? Okay, okay. Yeah, praise God. She likes to hear good preaching. Amen. She said, I'm going down the streets. I'm going somewhere. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Why do they keep calling him every week? I mean, I just don't get it. I'm not getting this. <laughs> I'm going to call and mess with her tonight. Mark chapter 6. Uh, beginning, I won't preach too long, March chapter 6, there's a great train coming, and so every year I, I come and just kind of play on the tracks, and then there's a great train coming uh, by the name of Dr. Ivy, and he'll be here this afternoon, and, uh, and I praise God, and right before I got up to, to preach, uh, Pastor Venice said that, uh, oh yeah, by the way, you're live streaming, I said, huh? <laughs> so... And so if I get caught up in my words, I start, I, 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 but yeah, yeah, just pray for me, all right? And somebody holler out, help him, Lord. Amen. Well, y'all know it. Don't like y'all too good to shout out every now and then, help him, Lord, every now and then. We, we, we just need that. Amen. Mark chapter 6. It's a rather lengthy text. One, one of the pearls that Dr. Robert Smith gave me was, um, that never worry about how long this text is. Um, because for some people, that may be the only word that they get for the week. And so, and so Mark chapter 6, uh, beginning at the 12th verse, and it said, They went out and then preached that men should repent. And they were casting out many demons, and after anointing with oil many sick people and healing them, and the king Herod heard of it, for his name had become well known, and people were saying, John the Baptist has risen from the dead. And that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others were saying, he is Elijah, and others were saying, he is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he kept saying, John, whom I beheaded? has risen 
For Herod himself had sent and had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of the brother, his brother Philip, because he had married her. For, for John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias, which does not sound attractive at all, does it? Does it sound like, like she got a jacked up weave or something? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I promised my wife I would be real serious this year. Herodias, Herodias, get this, Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so, for Herod was afraid of John. Get this, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe, and when he heard him, he was very perplexed, but he used to enjoy listening to him. A strategic day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his lords and military commanders and the leaders, leading men of Galilee. And when the daughter of Herodias, which is his niece, herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests, and the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, whatever you ask of me, I will give it to you up to half of my kingdom. And she went out, and she went out, and she went out and said to her mother, what should I ask for? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in a hurry to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And although the king was very sorry, yet because of his oaths and because of his dinner guests, he was unwilling to refuse her. Immediately the king sent in an, an executioner and commanded him to bring back his head, and he went and had him beheaded in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about this, they came and took away his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves so to a secluded place and rest a while. And they did not even have time to eat. They went away in the boat to a secluded place by themselves. Go back to verse 22. And when the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced. She pleased Herod and his dinner guests, and the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. If you don't mind, for a few moments, I want to preach from the topic, I'm in love with a stripper, with society. <laughs> I'm in love with a stripper, I mean society. I'm in love with a, with a stripper, I mean, I mean society. Amen, somebody. I, I made a mistake and said stripper and all, look like all the ushers is here standing up with their hands crossed. <laughs> and uh, 
Do y'all mind uncrossing your I am in Madisonville? Can y'all uncross your arm just for a few minutes? I feel intimidated. I don't know what you're carrying. You know, a lot going on now. Don't mean no harm. But, uh, 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 but I want to talk from the topic I'm in love with a society. Some time ago, ABC had a program titled Age in Black America. We know that black America comprises of 13% of the U.S. population. However, 50% of all new cases of HIV, the virus, are of African Americans. Of all women newly infected with HIV in the U.S., 60% are black women. Over one million people have died of AIDS. 50% of the one million have been black people. And most of them will be black. In fact, this year alone, almost 20,000 Americans will die of AIDS. And most of them will be black folks. And to add insult to injury, one of the leading reasons why those from the Center of Disease Control suggest that AIDS is increasing is because of the silence of the black church. The church has been one of the leading institutions faced and ravaged by HIV. In so much, so many of our best musicians, and so many of our best preachers, are dying because of AIDS. Yet the church remains silent. I was wondering in this particular context, is there a word from the Lord? What is the responsibility of the church? As our youth have, have, have ended up a semester of school and, and as our young adults are coming home from college, uh, and as our nation has gotten even nastier and more trifling than ever, uh, 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 can we say from a biblical perspective uh, 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 that things would get better in this society? What can the church say? It has been suggested by many uh, from the secular world that, uh, ha that the secular world has more to say about AIDS than does the church. And as I thought about this juxtaposition uh, between the sacred and the secular, God took me to the words of T-Pain, who once said in a song, I'm in love with a stripper. And one of the things that ABC's documentary shared was that this, it is this hip-hop generation, this hip-hop generation, this, this generation that is uh, uh, involved in materialism and narcissism. Uh, materialism, all the things that I can get, narcissism, it's all about me, myself, and, and I. The understanding of multiple sex partners and the bling-bling mentality has allowed young men and women to become ballers and shot callers. 
where masculinity is defined by how many sex partners that you, that a young man uh, or young woman can have. And I thought about the words of T-Pain and I wondered if God had a word regarding this kind of mentality. And so, 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 so then what I've observed was quite intriguing and that is uh, that T-Pain was not the only individual who has been moved by a stripper. And so for one of the main characters of the New Testament who belonged to one of the most influential families of the New Testament, fell into deep infatuation with a stripper, with a dancer. So if you don't mind, for a few moments, I want to talk about the man behind the stripper. Is that okay? Uh, because the man behind the stripper is married. His name is Herod. He is King Herod the Great's son. King Herod the Great's son is now a king or a tetrarch, if you will, uh, which he is king over certain areas of the land. Uh, his name is Herod. Say Herod. Herod is married to this sister by the name of Herodotus, or Herodias, who is the brother, who is his brother's wife. His brother Philip is married to Herodias, but somehow uh, Herod has now moved her heart to come and be married to him. The text teaches us that Herod is um, uh, the man, but Herod Antipas, is, he represents one that listens to the word of God but stays outside the will of God. Oh, oh, how do you know? How do you know? Okay, because I know he listens to the word of God because the text teaches us, if you read through it, that he loved the preaching of John the Baptist. He loved John the Baptist's preaching. In fact, the text says he even got perplexed. In other words, he got convicted about the word of God. He yeah. felt that thing. Uh, but as soon as he married Herodias, which does not sound attractive at all. You know, and let me just, since I'm talking about unattractive, if, if you have a bad weave, just put a scarf <laughs> on it and try to... Herodias and Herod are now married. John is preaching and telling them that your marriage is unlawful. And let me just stick a pen there and tell every person, every child of God, you cannot be afraid to share the gospel and to tell people where they're right and where they're wrong. We cannot afford as preachers and teachers of the gospel and singers of the gospel and ushers of the gospel and people of the gospel to just sit down idly by and not share what needs to be shared. I love that about John because John didn't care what King was going to do. He was going to tell him the right thing because he knew that he was going to have to give an account to God in the end. The text says that Herodias was mad. She was ugly and mad. <laughs> Ain't nothing worse than being ugly and mad at the same time. You ever met somebody ugly and mad at the same time? She's mad with him. The text says that she has a grudge with him 
but it also teaches us that they would not change their lifestyle even though they heard their life. So I want to talk to some people in here today that your life is crappy. You know your life is crappy. You know you're not living up to the standards that the Lord has called you. You may be in the choir. I'm talking about from the choir all the way back to the brick wall, from the window to the wall. There are people in here that you love the Word of God. You got you love Pastor Venice. You tell everybody about Pastor Venice every day when you're at work. You talk about it all the time, but your lifestyle ain't matching up with the Word He's trying to give you. And God is saying, God is trying to get us. I know you've been here for 108 years, but you don't want to be a church just gliding on the fact that you've been here for 108 years. What, you want a biscuit for that? I mean, if that's a, if, is that all our status is, is that we've been here for 108 years and our bills are paid off? There is more to it than that. And so, and, and, and so, and so, so, so Herod is the one that represents the one who listens to the word of God and does not adhere to it. James teaches us, he says, James teaches us, he says, do not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Don't, don't just be the one sitting up getting the word and ain't doing nothing with it. Can I say nothing? I know I got my doctor degree, but can I just say nothing for a minute? Nothing. And I'm talking about older and younger. Because there are some out of order old folk in here. And there's some out of order young folk in here. But if you say that you are a child of God, you are held responsible to live like a child of God. Oh, who am I talking to in here? You know, because all of us got it in us somewhere, shape, or form. All of us got some stuff in us somewhere, shape, or form. And all of us got a little bit of Herod and got a little bit of Herodias in us. And today is the day to repent. Today is the day to turn back around and say, I got to do better than I did only yesterday. That's why he gave me new mercies. Because new mercy says that God ain't going to give me what I deserve. Y'all better talk back at me. I'll preach till 5 o'clock if y'all don't talk back at me. I'll preach till 5, give me some chicken and say, John, go on and take it from there. It is, it is, it is nothing, it is nothing, it is nothing more unattractive than to say you love God and refuse. I ain't saying don't, I'm saying refuse. Re refusal says that it is up to me. And so it is up to you whether you want to live holy or not. There is nothing more unattractive than a person to say they love God and they refuse to go by his word. Oh, but I'm struggling with something. But you can still do it. Pastor, you don't know who my auntie is, but you can still do it. You don't know the family line that I grew up in. All of us got crazy lines. Don't try to blame your family. The family been messed up since Adam and Eve. Food boot, that ain't, that, ain't, that ain't good 
enough reasoning why you can't do what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, you've been in church for a long time. Some of y'all been in church. Some some of y'all been in church for a very long time. You've been here for years, years. You ain't been here. You even went further, not to say years no more. You've been here for years. You've been here for years. And you still shacked up. You still can't control your weed problem. You back on heroin? Heroin went out in the 60s. At some point, you got to say, I got to be a doer of the word. The text says, the text says that, that, the text says that it opens up. Now, see the structure of this text. The structure is that it is uh, the disciples have been given the power, right? The power, the anointing to go out there and share the gospel and cast out demons. The end of it says that they reported to Jesus all that they had done. Sandwiched in between the two is this story about a messed up stripper. Do y'all see that in the text? Because though this is a story of importance, the main story is the bread. The two outside situations. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Can I just talk about this situation for a moment? Uh, I, I want to deal with because Herod Antipas is in love with society. He represents all of those who are in love with everything out in the world. teaches us, the scripture teaches us. The scripture teaches us, it says, I beseech you. In other words, I beg you. You know, you know God ain't too proud to beg. He, he'll, I mean, he, you know, there's a whole bunch of people trying to leave the church, but he's, he's like James Brown, please, 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 don't go. Because I love you so. Y'all better talk back at me. You. He says, I beseech you, brothers, based off the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living, a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice, that's what you call an oxymoron. An oxymoron are two opposites. It's, 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 it's I do, but I don't, trying to make a point. Uh, I can, but I can't. Uh, a living death, sacrifice. Uh, uh, present your body as I'm living though I'm dead. But yet I live because it's not me, but it's the Christ that lives. See, when you know the value that you house inside of you, when you realize how awesome you really are, can I deal with this for a moment? Because that's the problem. Because that's why we can't do what God wants us to do. Because we don't realize who we really are. Let me tell you something. I love the story about the Wiz. Did y'all watch the Wiz? I was watching the Wiz. I ain't talking about the old one because that, that was not, clearly, that was not a children's movie. The old one with the do 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 You remember, you remember, don't you? You got to be seen and green wouldn't be called dead. And y'all remember that? That was not a kid's movie. But did y'all watch the play? I enjoyed the play. I, I really enjoyed the play. But the story is about Dorothy 
who finds herself in a storm comes out of it, house is on the witch. They tell her, if you want to get back home, take the narrow path. I hope I got some back. But if you get off the path, then you ain't going to get to see that Oz. She's on the path. She go, this was not in my nose, I'm sorry. She was on the path. She's walking down the, the, the yellow brick road. She sees this man who was on, uh, he's, a, he's a scarecrow, but he's scared of the crows. <laughs> the crows ain't scared of him. He's scared of the crows, and they're constantly speaking to him, telling him, you can't win, you can't get out of the game. Ain't that just like the devil? He says, I need a brain. He says, I need a brain. They go down to the tin man. Tin man says, I need a heart, but I also need some oil because I can't move without the oil. I wish I could preach about that for a moment because you didn't know you can't move without the oil. You need anointing to do your ministry like you need to do it. And then they go to this lion who says, because I'm a mean old lion, but he's really a scared little cat. But the story tells me this, that every last one of them said that they needed something. Dorothy needed a house. The, the, the scarecrow needed a brain. The tin man needed a heart. The lion needed some courage. But the reality is they already had it. They just did not realize what they had. I want to talk to somebody today that need a better mind. I want to talk to somebody that need a better heart. I want to talk to somebody that you thought that you didn't have the courage, but let me tell you something. You are more than a conqueror. You better know who you are. You better know what God has called you to be. God has called you to be great. God has called you out of a darkness and into a marvelous night. Not for you to sit down here and just chill, but for you to know who you are. You are great. That's why I can't understand how this situation, because can I talk about the mess behind the stripper? I talked about the man, but let me tell you about the mess behind the stripper. So now he's married. He's unlawfully married. Herod is unlawfully married with Her uh, Herodias. And she doesn't sound attractive. I don't know. Anyway, so, and she's, and so, and she wants to kill him, but John, John, she wants to kill John. But Herod won't let it happen because he likes his preaching. That's why some people won't talk about you because some of the, some of the crowd people uh, won't let it happen. You know what the crowd is, don't you? You got the curious, then you got the crowd, uh, uh, then you got the uh, 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 committed, and then you got the core. The core is the one that really got the pastor's heart, the Lord's heart, and we're ready to do ministry together. But most of y'all in here are really the curious. You're not really, you know, here. Really, it's, it's crowded, not because you knew some good preaching was going on, but because you knew some fried chicken was going to be fried right. You know? No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Any other... 
Any other morning you said, I can't get up. But then they said, well, you know, you know it's the anniversary. Oh, well, let me just wheel myself up to get on up. Let me just, let me just get up. They're unlegally married. I've got off subject. You know, I got that thing. They're, they're, they're messed up. They're in a relationship, and Herodias wants John killed, but Herod won't let it happen because of his respect, knowing that he's a righteous man. You do know folk won't mess with you because they know you know Jesus. Some people will mess with you because they know you know Jesus, but some people won't mess with you because they know you know Jesus. Either way, I'm going to let people know I know Jesus. Because you can talk about me as much as you please. I'm going to be blessed whether you, you help me out or not help me out, but I refuse to settle down and hide who I am. And I ain't talking about... And I ain't talking about religious people. I'm talking about people who are in a relationship with God, who actually love God down to the core, love him with your whole heart, love him with your whole soul, love him with your whole mind. Is there anybody sold out? Texas, 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 that it's his birthday. It's King Herod's birthday, and, and he has her, he has this sister, uh, who's his niece, which is really nasty. He is, his brother, his half-brother, Philip, because you know King Herod had a whole bunch of wives. And so because he had a whole bunch of wives, uh, uh, one of them is, one of his, uh, uh, one of his baby mamas is, is Don't like y'all so bougie like you don't know nothing about having. I ain't even gonna go there today. Cause some of y'all got some real nasty families, you know that. You go to Thanksgiving dinner and you see some stuff and you know he was married to her but he divorced her and married to him. But they still at the same table, I guess that's okay. So, and you know they living together. They, and you know they go to church and sing in the choir but they ain't married and so they, you know, messed up. We all, we all, and some of y'all uncles is nasty. Let me tell you what not to do at the Christmas gathering. Stop hugging on your knees, tell a girl you didn't grow up. Girl, I can't believe, girl, I can't believe you didn't got developed like, look at you. You done gave her a hug 16 times. Negro, if you don't sit your tail down, and if it get that bad, go to the bathroom and say, it's me, it's me, it's me, Lord. I got a problem, Lord God. I, I, I got some issues in me. I need you to help me because we about to eat dinner out there. We got chillers and pig feet and all the good stuff and fixing. I need you to get me together before I go back out there. Go to the bathroom, Uck. Go to the bathroom. I teach you, because some of you sisters are getting nastier than ever. Old and young. Time I look at that. Look at him. How you doing, baby? Ooh. Ooh, tell me about you. Tell me about your girlfriend. I bet you got a lot of girlfriends. Now you at the church. You know you he know you're a Christian. You talking about all those. You, you, you know, hey baby, yes. What was I talking about? Herod. 
to pass, and Herodias, Herodias, now they are, uh, no, it's Herod's birthday, thank you. See, it, 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 so it's y'all silly, and that's why. See, I'm trying to teach you because I got a word from the Lord here, and I'm trying to give it the best way I know how before I leave. I want y'all talking about me on Facebook. Don't do that. That would hurt my feelings. And the only part you put on Facebook, I'm in love with a stripper. Now pastors is preaching about strippers now. Because some of y'all are strippers. But let's talk. But let's talk about the text. You may not be it by title, but you are by action. Some of, oh, don't act like that. Because see, because see, some of y'all got your bill paid because you were stripping. Male and female, because you were doing something. You, you, had to be, you got your water bill paid. The Bible teaches us to trust in the Lord. We ain't got to do nothing holy. Unho uh, we ain't got to do nothing unholy. We don't have to do nothing uh, uh, ungodly. We don't have to do. All we have to do is learn how to wait. Some of y'all need to just work. I know you got faith, but ain't no job going to knock on your door and say, here I am. All right? If you broke and you know you, I ain't one talking about that. I get to that. I'm on camera. Y'all got me on camera. I, I don't like cameras. I could be wanted somewhere. You just never know. It's his birthday. He's dancing. He said he has his niece come and dance for him. And she's dancing for him, too. I mean, she dancing for him, too. I mean, she, she dancing for him. She, I, mean, I mean, she dancing for him. And, 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 and what she represents, what this represents is the unwise decision that we make when we are outside the will of God. Look at Herod now. Herod is, is dancing. He's watching it too. He's into it. Look at it. Do y'all see the picture of him? He's with it too. Look at his brother. I told you. I told you. Yeah, they call her Junker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I told you she had a fat. Can I just talk real? I just want to be real. I just want to be real because I don't want us to talk like this when we're outside. I want y'all to see how ugly it really is. This is some. You got sisters walking around with their butt all out. Listen, you are much more beautiful than your ass behind. Brothers, I mean, brothers, let's just be real. You know, we, we do like some, you know, 36, 24, 36. That's okay. It's okay. No, you're a man. Unless, you know, you like men. We didn't talk about that. That's a whole other subject. But if you like a beautiful woman, ain't nothing wrong with a beautiful woman. Here's what the problem is. We have messed females up. Now we got them, the world got them thinking that they can walk around and it's all about their booty. They put donkey donkey. You got women killing themselves, giving themselves injections. And so all of their future is in their behind. It was in the chest in the 80s, but now the chest don't matter no more. Because the, you know why? Because the hip hop generation has infiltrated in our minds. 
And so that's why you have to watch what kind of music you pumping inside of you. Because most of the music that's out there is raunchy and is not for the listening of God's people. We are royal. We are a royal priesthood. We are the ones who have been set aside so God can keep on blessing. We are ones that God has anointed to represent him well. If that stuff is pumping into me, then I want to bring my behind up in the choir. I ain't going to produce the anointing that I really need to be producing. Am I preaching? And so, and so he's into her. He's feeling her, his niece. And he's feeling her. And after she threw, he said, get whatever you want. Whatever you want, I will give it to you. Because Herod is not thinking with his head. He's thinking with his head. That's all I'm going with with that. You ain't going to let me. You. You ain't gonna be calling, you ain't gonna be calling Tracy Venice and Robert Smith on me. I bet that not. Nope. Talk about. I don't think you should have him here next year. No. Thank you. This is Christmas. Thank you. This is Christmas gifts. Thank y'all. This is all. This is always Christmas. Can you be coming next year too? So anyway, what was I talking about? The deck says. I'm sorry. He said you can have whatever. She's so sweet. The one right here. She's so sweet. This one right here, I love her. You know, she said, now she talked to me like I was real slow just now. <laughs> this one. This one right here. She's, thank you, thank you, thank you. She said, she said, you were saying that. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is and what you smoke, but she, you, what you were just telling us, <laughs> thank you so much for your help. Let me wrap this thing up. He said you can have whatever you want. You can have whatever you want because his mind is not settled on the will of God. He's not in the will of God at all. And so when you're outside the will of God, you make dumb decisions. The text says that she goes home and talks to her mom. Her mom says, she says to her mom, Mom, what should I do? A good mom, a good mom would have been like, you had your behind wet, you had the nerve to have your behind. You mean to tell me that you didn't, don't you make me have to, you know how y'all, you know. This sister said, I want the head of John the Baptist. I want, to, to, I want him to kill the one who's been telling me that I'm living outside the will of God. She wanted her to tell Herod that I want him dead. It's a state. Because she goes back has him killed. But can I just tell you, mom, something? You have to teach your daughters about the good stuff. Yeah. 
Teach them about better ways and better practices. Don't be that mom teaching her how to trick. And you, we've all heard it, haven't we? Don't teach, your, don't teach your daughter how to play games with a man. Don't you, and same with men. Don't treat your young men how to, how to be pimps. Have many, uh, many sex partners. They should not be having no sex partners until they marry. And when you're married, it can be as wild as you need it to be. Am I the right crowd? You can do whatever you need to do. Because the Bible says there ain't nothing defiled in the... Mother, I'm going to do better next year, okay? Uh, and I'm talking to you right there with that hat on. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to do better next year. I'm trying to do better. I just want to do better. I'm going to be serious next year. Serious. I'm going to be real serious next year. But the families are getting torn up because there's bad teaching. Your kids don't even respect you. That's why they're in the bed right now, player. Because they don't even respect the God in you because every time you turn around, you're cussing them out. She gives her bad advice. She goes to king, and the king, get this, the king, being outside the will of God, says that I love his preaching, but I got to kill him. You want to know why? Because the text teaches us that he was very sorry, right, about having to kill him. But because of his oath that he made to the girl, I don't want to lose. I want her to dance for me again. I want her to keep doing it. I like this. I'm with you. And because of my friends who I made it in front of, he would not stand for righteousness because of foolishness. And I'm trying to encourage you, my brothers and my sisters. That's what God is calling us to do. All of us got a little bit of Herod in us. All of us got a little bit of pride in us. All of us got a little bit of something in us. But at some point, you have to get to the place where you will stand for what God is calling you to do. The stripper represents the mind of the world and the state of the world and the condition of the world. Do you see even these dances that they got out? The whipping nene. Do you not realize? I hope it just don't get on. That's gay. preaching that's real and I ain't that weird preacher to tell people you know you can't watch the Smurfs or you can't do no but this these dances that they got out of it is a gay agenda that's going on right now it is a it's a gender by Satan right now that's why and it's getting more y'all see the Campbell's commercial you are the father no you are the father Two gay men selling me some soup? (laughs) 
Lentil soups ain't mm, good no more. Because there's an agenda that's being pushed out here. And listen, so let me tell you about the bread, the sandwich. So that's the sandwich in between. But the main purpose of this text is that God has given us the power to share the gospel. The reason why is because the society is decaying. And because society is decaying, we are the salt. We are the light. We're the ones that should be sharing the gospel so that people won't live a life like Herod outside the will of God. Do you see the doom that happens when you're outside the will of God? But I just discovered uh, that I'm in love with a stripper today. I have to tell you that I'm in love with a stripper. This stripper was beat all night long. This stripper was wounded for my transgressions. This stripper was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon this stripper. Well, why do you call him the stripper? I'm going to get to it. But the text teaches us uh, that he died one Friday, mm, this stripper. Uh, this same stripper got up early one Sunday morning with power in his hands. Oh, let me tell you about this stripper. Well, why is it that you call him the stripper? Because he strips me of all of my mess. He strips me of all of my issues. He strips me of all of my sin. He strips me of every crack addiction. He strips me from every weed addiction, from every heroin addiction, from every drinking addiction. He strips me of every cocaine addiction. He stripped us from homosexuality. He stripped us from the power of lesbianism. He strips us from cancer. He stripped us from suicidal thoughts. He stripped us from ungodly thoughts. He strips us from a lying spirit. He stripped us from having masks on our faces. He stripped us to make us who he wants us to be. I'm in love with the stripper. His name is Jesus. And he lives today. And because he lives, I can face another tomorrow. And because he lives, I can face another day. Because he lives, Hallelujah. 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 If you know he strips you, say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. Say yes. yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Amen.